Today I'm going to be meditating on the story of the Israelites going in and taking the promised land. So this is uh, starting in numbers. So just like today, the land that they were encountering was full of literal giants. Comparatively, the Israelites looked like grasshoppers in their own eyes. We know that from Numbers 13, 33. God had promised the Israelites the land, but the Israelites were too busy paying attention to what they could see in the natural. They concluded, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. That's Numbers 13, 31. But Joshua and Caleb were different. They didn't care how things looked. They trusted in God's word. They said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That was Numbers 13, 31. That was Caleb speaking. And then Joshua said in Numbers 14, 8 to 9, If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. In other words, we'll chew them up. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But the Israelites didn't listen. They started bewailing their fate before it had even happened, anticipating what a bloodbath it would be. They complained. This was Numbers 14, verses 2 to 4. If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. God's response to all of this, especially after all the incredible miracles that these people had already seen him perform, was, and this is uh, Numbers 14, verses 27 to 31. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I have heard the complaints with the ch- which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness, all of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. Except for Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I I would make you dwell in, but your little ones whom you said would be victims, I will bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. So side note there, he didn't wipe them all out. It's not like God uh, took a step in and decided to actually kill all of the Israelites that had done this. He just, it just meant he waited until they died naturally, and then he brought in the children into, to take the land. So the people ended up getting exactly what they said. They said they would rather die in the wilderness, and that's what happened. So we know from Proverbs 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Forty years later, when all the rest of the Israelites had died off, only Joshua and Caleb were left. Before Joshua took the Israelites across the Jordan to claim their inheritance, which should have been theirs 40 years earlier, God told him, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given you. That's Joshua 1.3. Meaning he had to go in and take it. He had to tread on it. He had to work for it for it to become his. Then God says this is uh, Joshua 1 verses 5 to 9. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and very courageous. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you, sh- you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. So Joshua clearly must have been afraid, or God wouldn't have told him not to be so many times. 
But when Joshua sends in two spies to check out the land and to create their strategy, the woman that they met inside, Rahab, told them, and this was from Joshua 2, verses 9 to 11, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. So those very same giants that so terrified the Israelites 40 years earlier had been terrified of the Israelites for the last 40 years. The land had been ripe for taking all along. After Jericho falls and the Israelites finally take several other cities, Caleb, who is now 85 years old, says, and this is from Joshua 14, verses 11 to 12, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, which was 40 years ago. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, which was covered with giants, of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that, in that day how, how the Anakim was there and the cities that were, were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. He's such an awesome warrior and he did take it at 85 years old. So Hebrews tells us that this experience was analogous to our experience as believers to taking our promised land also. So um, we are told in Hebrews 4 verse 8 to 10, verses 8 to 10, if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not have afterwards spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. But the reason the Israelites didn't enter into their rest was because in Hebrews 4.2 tells us the word which he heard, which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So that's the key to getting the promises that God gave. It wasn't automatic. Joshua had to go in and tread upon that land in order for it to be his. The people had to believe God's word and not look at what they saw. So there are giants in our land today too. And we might look like grasshoppers by comparison, but it doesn't matter. As Paul tells us, Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? So I would encourage you to go back and read the whole story in Numbers 13 and 14. And then in Joshua, it's uh, Joshua 1 through, I believe, 6 that tells the story of going in to take Jericho. And then again, Joshua 14 talks about Caleb after that, after they've, they've gone in and they've taken multiple cities. Joshua saying, give me this mountain. So very encouraging, I think. And then Hebrews 4 kind of talks about the analogy between the two. So thanks for joining me. Hope that helped you. And I'll see you next week. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.